Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Make sure to go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L in LOCKED, and then the number 15, and you'll get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Monday, April 5th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, that's at Talkin' Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to follow the podcast. Go leave me a review if you want. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That's at capital L capital O underscore Blackhawks with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, what's up ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Hope you all enjoyed your Easter weekend with friends and family. It was an absolutely lovely day out yesterday. What, like 72, 73 and sunny? There were no clouds in the sky. Just a perfect day to spend outside. Can't really ask for anything more than that. Um, hopefully... The change of the seasons here, finally getting into the spring in Chicagoland area. But as for the Chicago Blackhawks, it was their play was the really only only negative takeaway from my weekend Uh, against the Nashville Predators. Not a good not a good outing this weekend. And coming into the game, everyone knew how big this matchup was. Two teams tied for the fourth and final playoff spot in the Discover NHL Central Division with 39 points through 38 games. But Nashville, they had been the better team in the head-to-head meeting so far. The Hawks were 0-2-2 in the four games played and had just gotten swept last weekend at the United Center. So this one, it really felt like one they needed. And knowing all of that, and arguably the biggest game of the season up to this point, they get shut out 3 to nothing on Saturday by the Predators. They actually did outshoot Nashville 41-21, to which, if you've been watching the Hawks this year, you know they rarely outshoot anyone, especially by that margin. So, maybe they deserved a little bit better than they got. I mean, they weren't able to find the back of the net one, one time against UC Soros. Tip of the cap to, to Soros for... The Predators in net. I mean, he's been on a on a tear lately. Not only against the Hawks, but uh, also against the entire league. He's he's been as hot as any goaltender around right now, and is a big reason why Nashville has gone on the run they have over the last few weeks. Forty-one to twenty-one. The Hawks outshot them. They nearly doubled them up. Um, but even though they did outshoot Nashville by by that much, they still played a pretty sloppy game in some areas, mostly the special teams. I mean, that's what really cost them in this one because it played a part in essentially all the meaningful all the meaningful goals in this one were or all the meaningful plays, meaningful goals, the meaningful 
uh, situations in this game all came on the special teams for the Blackhawks. Early on in the contest, after Nikita Zadorov took a penalty early, by the way, that was his sixth minor penalty in the last seven games now. After that infraction, uh, Eli Tolvanen, he just absolutely blasted a shot past Kevin Lankin and slapped it top shelf past Lanky's blocker to open the scoring. Uh, little do we know that would go on to be the game winner, but after that, Nashville then their second goal came via penalty shot from Colton Sissons, and that all occurred after Patrick Kane made just a careless backhand saucer pass trying to enter the offensive zone on the power play. That led to Sissons having a clear-cut breakaway from the red line in. Boquist takes him down right in front of the net, kind of uh, an unfortunate situation there leading to a penalty shot. And then Sissons... Caps it off by going bar in past Lankinen. Can't really can't really blame Lankinen for the the loss on Saturday. I know he only faced uh, 21 shots and came up with 18 saves, but the Tolvanen goal that was just a great slapper. The Sissons one, a penalty shot. You know those those kind of are what they are. And then the third goal in the final period from Luke Cunning came after a pair of Hawks turnovers in, in their own zone. Um, we saw P.S. Suter turn the puck over, trying to exit the zone, and then Murphy absolutely whiffed on a clearing attempt right in front of his own net. Cunning jumps on the loose puck, puts it past Lankinen. So nothing he could really do different, even though he wasn't tested all that often. And also, when the offense provides no goals, you literally can't win the game. So wasn't the defense's fault at all in this one. The special teams, mostly the power play, was really what cost the Hawks big time. And the major turning point in this game was when the Blackhawks, they had a five-on-three power play opportunity in the third period down two to nothing. That was for nearly the full two minutes. And with the game on the line, Kirby Doc loses a couple of offensive zone faceoffs. Really kind of question that decision by Colleton to, to keep him out there taking taking those meaningful draws. And even when the Hawks, when they did get possession, they didn't get really any great looks from in between the dots or from the slot. The only really chances they had was uh, from Kane at the right circle and Debrinkit had uh, a one-timer from a bad angle on the left. And then Nashville, they wound up killing both of those penalties. They extended their lead to 3 to nothing a few minutes later. And that was all she wrote in Nashville on Saturday. Definitely a disappointing loss for the Blackhawks. That drops their record to 17-17-5 with still 39 points through 39 games now. And that, that puts them two points back of the Predators for the fourth spot in the division and just three ahead of both the sixth-place Dallas Stars and the seventh-place Columbus Blue Jackets. So things are really tightening up here in the Central. And unfortunately, our Blackhawks seem to be heading in the wrong direction as of late as they are now losers in 11 of their past 16 games spanning from March 4th to today, April 5th. And which is 17 games left in the season, including an upcoming series next against the Dallas Stars and then the Columbus Blue Jackets after that. The Hawks really need to find ways to win games in the most crucial point of the year for any chance of sneaking away with that final playoff spot. 
Alright, ladies and gentlemen, there are my first thoughts on the Blackhawks. 3-0 shutout loss to the Nashville Predators on Saturday. Coming up in just a moment, I will continue to talk about some of my other takeaways from the game and the Hawks lineup, and I'll also discuss general manager Stan Bowman doing that thing again where he reacquires a former Blackhawks player via trade. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar on the market that we have been telling you about for some time now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, and high fiber protein bar that is made out of 100% chocolate. And right now is the time to find out which Built Bar flavor is the best because it is Built Bar Madness. A full on bracket with each and every Built Bar flavor to find out which one is the best. So be sure to check it out by going to BuiltBar.com or you can check out Built Bar on Twitter at Built underscore Bar. And don't forget about our exclusive promo code, which is LOCKED15, one word, LOCKED, with a capital L and then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, that's LOCKED15, to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com, and be sure to check back to see who won today's matchup, and who will become the best tasting protein bar. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Lockdown Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Lockdown Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by subscribing to Lockdown Today wherever you get your podcasts. Alright, so, I just finished up talking about how the special teams play really came back to bite the Blackhawks in the butt on Saturday. Now, I also wanted to be sure to talk about some of my other takeaways from the game, including what Jeremy Colleton decided to roll with for his lineup. So, through Friday and into Saturday morning, Colleton kept pretty hush about his lineup for the game. He didn't release anything during uh, the morning skate about who'd be in net or if there'd be any lineup changes at all or anything. So didn't really know what to expect until the pregame warmups, but no surprise to see Kevin Lankin and got the start again in net. I mean, he's without a doubt been the better goaltender for not only just the majority of the season, but especially the last month or so over Malcolm Subban. I, I think Subban might get one of these starts in the upcoming series versus Dallas. I know it, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's a pretty big series, but Lankinen, as a rookie especially, he he can't and shouldn't start every game. But I did agree with the decision to start him on Saturday versus Nashville, and he played pretty well for the most part. Uh, I thought he made all the saves he was supposed to, and then some. You know, he made a couple of the big ones. One in particular, I remember, was the breakaway on Arvidsson that he came up with, so... Lankinen, he was in that once again, no surprise, think that was the right decision, uh, and then for the lineup, the only change was Carl Soderberg swapped out for Matthew Highmore, but the lines had 
a little bit of a different look to them, at least for the start of the game for the Hawks. We saw the top line was Alex DeBrinkett, Kirby Doc, and Patrick Kane, which I know that trio was everyone excited was excited to see at some point. Colleton and the Hawks not holding back at all on Kirby Doc so far in his return from injury, and I definitely think that's a good thing to me. That means the kid's 100% fully healthy. So, good to see Doc back up there with DeBrinkin and Kane. I expect them to get some more looks going forward once Doc kind of gets more settled in and um, kind of solidified into the lineup and back in the feel of things. And then the second line, finally, David Kampf was relieved of his random top six duties as... We saw Philip Kurashev jump between Dominic Kubalik and Brandon Hagel. Definitely think those two, Kampf and Kurashev, those two switching roles from uh, top six to bottom six and vice versa, that's doing both of them a favor. I mean, Kurashev was rotting down there on the fourth line playing like eight or nine minutes a game. And Kampf, he's just not a second line center offensively. There's no other way to put it, you know. He may be our best faceoff guy. But offense just isn't his game. I don't know. It, it took way too long for him to get moved back down to that fourth line. Um, then we saw for the third line was Matthias Janmark, Pia Suter, and Dylan Strom. I still do think that uh, Suter, he, he could be playing up on that second line at some point, maybe swapping with uh, Kurashev. And also, I'm interested to see... Because lately, Dylan Strom, we've seen him go in there and win faceoffs from time to time. He's had some better games at the dot since uh, he's returned from becoming a dad. Something that both Suter and Kershev have struggled with in their rookie seasons. Neither have been very good in the faceoff department. So, I'm still wondering if Colleton and the Hawks will ever go, go with Strom down the middle more as a center in this final stretch of the season here. I know that the long-term plans may suggest moving him to the wing, but if we're focusing on winning right now, then Colleton may not have any other choice with all the face-off issues that the Hawks have dealt with this season. And then on defense, we saw Nikita Zadorov and Connor Murphy paired together once again. That was the top pairing. The second was Duncan Keith and Adam Boquist. And then Calvin DeHaan skated with Wyatt Kalanuck for the third consecutive game. Kalanuck was back in the lineup after recording his first NHL point against the Hurricanes on Thursday. Uh, I thought that was going to happen. I talked about that on Friday's episode. But now... Um, not so sure if Kalanuk's going to be in there once again to start the series versus Dallas, but definitely not a bad start to his NHL career. He, he certainly made his presence known on the back end for the Hawks, especially with that nice stretch pass to set up Dominic Kubalik for his first NHL point. My major takeaway from the defense on Saturday against Nashville, though, was first, I thought Duncan Keith was by far our best defenseman in that one. He had a really good bounce back game after uh, struggling in that series against the Carolina Hurricanes. But on Saturday, just really effective. He had five blocks that led the team in 22 minutes and 20 seconds of time on ice. And also, another takeaway I had is Adam Boquist led the team with 22 minutes and 50 seconds of time on ice. I do believe that's the first time that's happened in his young NHL career. Could be the first of many for number 27 here in Chicago. I cross my fingers when I say that. Um, but Boki, 
I mean, he's been really good here as of late, and I'm definitely excited to see him only continue to grow in the next handful of seasons. All right, moving on now from Saturday's disappointing loss to the Predators really put a damper on my mood on Saturday afternoon. As I said, it was a great day out. Uh, I spent it grilling with some of the boys, having a good time, and then the Hawks go and get shut out three to nothing, and it's like, well, that just really, that just really rained on my parade. Uh, and then, of course, a day before, right in the middle of my round on Friday, I went golfing with some of my buddies after the workday on Friday. Right in the middle of my round, go to take a look at my phone to check the time, and what do you know? I see a notification saying that the Chicago Blackhawks had reacquired Bartlett, Illinois native and 27-year-old former six-round pick in the 2012 NHL draft, Vinny Hinestroza. The Hawks reacquired Vinny from the Florida Panthers in exchange for forward Brad Morrison, who had spent the entire year down in the AHL with the Rockford Icehogs. So, for the Blackhawks, this is the definition of a why-not trade. I mean, we all know... Stan likes to reacquire his former players, that, that's a given, so that this really shouldn't have come to a surprise to anybody. Hinnestroza, um, he's a guy who's kind of struggled in the last couple of years after he had a career year in his first season after leaving Chicago, he put up 16 goals and 23 assists for 39 points in the 2018-19 season. He put up 39 points in 70, 72 games. And I, I was like, oh boy, the Hawks, the Hawks might really regret this one. But then after that, he had a disappointing last year with the Coyotes. They wound up letting him go. And then in nine games back with coach Joel Quenville down in Florida, Vinny has yet to find the score sheet averaging less than 10 minutes of ice time per game. So it's been a rough stretch for him down there, not really working out with the Panthers, I'm sure, like he expected. They don't have a consistent spot for him in the lineup. And for the Hawks, to only give up a guy like Morrison, who we, re we really don't have a spot for either, as I said, the definition of a why-not deal here for Stan Bowman. Vinny is super cheap. He's only going to cost the Hawks $1 million for the rest of the year. He's going to be a UFA when his contract expires at the end of the season. So the worst-case scenario here is things don't work out with Vinny and we just let him walk into free agency. So not a bad trade in my mind from Bowman by any means really can only have upside here. What I am more so wondering is where exactly is Vinny going to fit in the lineup? There's just not really a whole lot of spots open to, to go around at the moment, especially in the bottom six if we are trying to get Reese Johnson and Mackenzie Entwistle some more time. So this trade for Vinny, it tells me one of two things, Blackhawks fans. One, when they say Vinny is going to get an opportunity to play, that means either Soderberg, Yanmark, possibly both, and Lucas Walmark. I think, to me, that means either two of the three and possibly even all three, in my opinion, will be traded here in the next two games. That That's one of my options for the Blackhawks right now. Or... The Hawks, they're going to go all in for this playoff push and are going to keep guys like Johnson and Entwistle and some of the other younger defensemen, Bodan, Carlson, Kalanuck. They're going to keep those guys in the AHL for the remainder of the year in order to 
One, keep a consistent lineup at the NHL level and focus on getting into the postseason. And two, keeping those youngsters fresh and rather than have them just practicing with this team, getting those guys some game reps. One of those two things, I believe, ladies and gentlemen, has to be true in order for Vinny Hinnestroza to have consistent lineup time for the Blackhawks in the final stretch here in the regular season. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there is some of the latest updates surrounding the Chicago Blackhawks. Coming up in just a moment, it's time for our weekly Mailbag Monday segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. But first, I need to talk about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and NHL are in full swing, and for college basketball, it's the best time of the year. March Madness is upon us. And for those interested in other things aside from sports, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis to keep you ahead of the competition. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Hockey wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so I just finished up breaking down the Blackhawks reacquiring Vinny Henestroza from the Florida Panthers on Friday. Now, before I wrap things up for today, it's time for our weekly Mailbag Monday segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. So, the first question I want to answer today comes from Lawrence Campbell, who emailed in the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast over the weekend and asked, What does Vinny Hinnestroza mean? What does Vinny, what, uh, excuse me, what does Vinny Hinnestroza coming back mean for the lineup? Can he play an impact like he did before? And where will he play slash who will he play with? Well, I personally am not all that sure if Vinny can still be an impactful player down in the lineup if we are going to be playing him, you know, with fourth liners like Ryan Carpenter and and Matthew Highmore, you know. If if Vinny's only playing 9 or 10 minutes per game, it seems like that hasn't been a role he's found a whole lot of success in during uh during his past. I mean, with the Blackhawks early on in his career, that that didn't really work for him. He goes to Arizona, kind of gets a larger role, plays with 
some some more meaningful guys in a third line, second line role, complementary piece, and and he found success there. But then his minutes started getting taken away by the Yotes. Didn't work out. They let him go. He goes down to Florida. As I said, he's averaging less than 10 minutes per game there, playing a fourth line role, and he doesn't have any points. So I got to say, I am a little skeptical over Vinny getting an opportunity. I know Colleton said that's going to happen once he's quarantined and allowed to join the team. I just think we we already have pieces for that. Like, Vinny's he's not obviously going to wow anyone with his size and his play along the boards. He's only 5'9", 5'10". That's not his game. So, again, if he is going to play a fourth-line role with Carpenter, um, Cam, Highmore, I just don't know if that's going to work out well for him. And the only way he's going to get more of a look in the top six or the top nine is if trades start happening to the guys I talked about a little bit earlier, like Yanmark, Soderberg. If those spots open up, then I could see Vinny jumping up there and maybe playing with a guy like Dylan Strom or Pia Suter or Philip Kurashev down the middle on the third line for the Blackhawks. The second question I want to answer today comes from my good buddy, Eric Moneybags Hurt, who asked me, what's the update on Alex Nylander? I know he was in the same kind of area as Doc in terms of potential return schedule. Is he going to be back on the ice soon? Well, it does seem like things are heading in the right direction for Nylander. We've seen him share some clips of him working out and rehabbing his knee in the gym he's posted on Uh, His Twitter we've seen and Instagram, he's kind of keeping everyone updated. But we haven't seen anything of him back on the ice yet. So to me, that means he's probably still a good ways away from being game ready and likely will miss the entirety of this season. Even if the Hawks do wind up making the playoffs, you know, knee injuries... They're just the most severe. You got to take it slow and easy and rehab properly. No need to rush him back from something like that either. But that probably means no Alex Nylander here for the rest of the 2021 season for the Chicago Blackhawks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Monday, April 5th's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast. The NHL regular season is getting down to its final games, and the best way to keep track of all the news is by subscribing to Lockdown NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. 
your team every day.